Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you are listening. This is Nothing to Say, the Fans Podcast, episode 40. Here we go. Episode 40? 40? That feels like a big number, actually. I don't know why 40 feels way bigger than 39, which was last week, but it feels immensely bigger. Um, so our, I don't know. I mean, before we start this episode, I just want to let everybody out there know, like I'll be totally transparent. Like our audience over the past couple months has, has grown, uh, steadily actually, which has been really nice. Um, we, uh, we're getting a lot more views, um, than, uh, than I think either one of us would have expected. And, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, so if you guys, I mean, obviously if you're listening right now, Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us. But uh, seriously, we, we really do appreciate it um, because, uh, you know, we're kind of a bunch of a bunch of goofballs who like to talk about sports. So thank you guys for listening. Um, so we'll get the show on the road. Uh, Sam, how was your week? Yeah, it was good, man. How about you? Oh, it's not too bad. I can't complain. Um, I'll tell you what. Uh, I had a first this week. I So you know how there's – so in, in terms of sports, like, like especially in this area, like I know a lot of Kings fans, I know a lot of 49ers fans, a lot of Raiders fans, Golden State fans, uh, but there's always like one team, like one sports team, whether it's in the NBA or NFL, that like a fan you've never, a fan of a team that you've like never met before, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I was walking on campus the other day and I saw somebody wearing a Buffalo Bills jacket and I was like... I think that's the first – I didn't talk to the guy, but I was like, that's like the first person I've ever seen wearing Bill's gear, I think, in my entire life. That was yeah. a first for me. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that'd be definitely a first. I've never, I've never spoken to anybody who's a Bill's fan. I had never seen anybody wear Bill's gear in this area, and boom, there it was. I was like, well, okay. Well, why would you? Like, we're so far away. I know. <laughs> so they, so far away from I was like, star- I like walked by and I did like a double take. I was like, can I really just see that? It was Bills. All right. Check they that off the list. All that way to go to the well-established Sierra College. I mean, come to think of it, I, I don't think I've ever met a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. You know, I don't, I, I don't think I've ever met. Um, a Jacksonville fan. No, I, I can't think of a Jacksonville fan off the top of my head. I've never um, met a, a Marlins fan. I don't think I've ever met a Browns fan either. What's like the what would be the worst team to be a fan of? I I don't know. Like I mean, the, the Kings are up there. The Kings are up all, there. All honestly, the Kings are up there. I just want to say something real quick. I just typed in NFL teams to Google because I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing out on the, on a team. And at the very end of the list, there's, um, the St. Louis stallions, nice, which is a soccer team. Oh, so I don't, well, different kind of football. Yeah. yeah I'm not sure. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. Didn't expect that. What would be the worst team to be a, a fan of? Are mm-hmm. we talking about the NFL or yeah, you can, you just throw some teams out there. Well, the Kings are up there, just in the sense of like playoff droughts. Mm-hmm. It's it's been a while. I mean, the Browns are a nice, obvious pick. The Browns, yeah. Um, I mean, have the Dolphins really done anything in a long time? No, but no. not since like the Marino age. I mean, it would be tough to be a Bengal fan because they were good Ooh, yeah. at one point, but they could, they could never win 
a playoff game. That'd That's be true. That would be too. Yeah, that'd be hard. That's just uh, constant heartbreak. Detroit Pistons fan. Oh yeah. You make the eighth seed and they get bounced every year. <laughs> Phoenix right now, I tell you, is tough. Over the past couple of seasons, Phoenix has been rough. I feel like Phoenix is, is oh the worse Knicks off than eh, yeah the Knicks. But you're like a New York Knicks fan. I feel like that that alone in itself is better than like being a Sacramento Kings fan. I get well, is it? <laughs> you live in New York, <laughs> but is that better? <laughs> and they tell you, the the Knicks get are like relevant. Even when they're bad, I tell you what, the Knicks are still like a top five like franchise in terms of bringing in money. Well, so value, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I saw a Bills fan, and that was really weird. <laughs> it's not that like groundbreaking news or anything, but it was just something that kind of struck me because I was like, wow, I <laughs> never seen anybody wear Bills gear here before in my entire life. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of interesting. Um. And then I don't know what did I do this week. I got a, I mean, I guess I I got a, in terms of like, what did I do? Like I I got to, I invested in some in some more gym equipment, which was nice. Um, snooze, snooze, but it was nice for me. <laughs> so you're gonna get into combat sports now? Get into it? No, I don't yeah. think I'm ever gonna get into it. Like really? necessarily, you don't think you'd ever be a fan of like the UFC or boxing. I would love to watch UFC and I would love to watch boxing, but a lot of those stuff is, is pay-per-view and I'm just I'm not about paying for all that stuff. I'd rather go actually fight than watch um, than watch it truthfully and spend the money on it. It's a little, a little easier to watch it than actually do it. Well, so that's that's the thing. I my, like, I, my favorite part of boot camp was – okay, this is a conversation that we're not giving anybody context for. I uh, got a pu- like two punching bags over the weekend and and some gloves for for conditioning, uh, and because during boot camp, that was like my favorite part of boot camp was fighting the combat stuff. Um, so I wanted to incorporate it into into training somehow, and I got a heavy bag and sort of a lighter bag. Um, I I don't know, like I don't, I mean I think it'd be fun to to spar with some people. Um, so, but I mean, I would, I love watching UFC and boxing when it's on, but it's just never on regular TV, you know, like it, most of it's pay-per-view. And I feel like you run the risk of, of fights being like, like just duds and wasting your money. Well, not if you get like really into it, like all the fights where all the fights are big fights and like, you know, exactly who's fight. Like, I feel like that at that point it'd be like. Like you're not just sitting there waiting for the the main card fights. Like the undercard fights are actually something that you're interested in. I feel like that would be that would make like boxing a boxing night. It makes it more of like an event rather than just one match, you know? And I guess if you're a casual fan just watching just to watch, it's in that aspect it's probably easier to watch. I mean, I guess <laughs> I guess I'm gonna sound like I'm gonna contradict myself, but I guess it's almost easier to pay for an event like that when you're not specifically oh, watching for, yeah, <laughs> we why oh no but I mean I get I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. um, like I understand, I understand well, where I you're think, coming from. Um, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I thought the UFC, the undercard fights are on ESPN sometimes. I think they are uh, because sometimes. doesn't ES, ESPN owns the UFC? So, but wasn't there there was a UFC fight over the weekend that was apparently horrible. 
Yeah, I didn't watch it. Like, the um, the Khabib uh, Tony Ferguson fight is coming up, kind of mm-hmm. in like a month. I know there was a fight in the UFC between two two female fighters that was just an absolute brawl. Is that the one that the chick got her face destroyed? Yeah, I yeah I understand. I know that there was that fight, which apparently was amazing. Um, but then I think the the belt fight, um, the the main the main card, um. I think it was a dud. I think it was just like a defensive fight that nobody did like anything. Which is honestly the way to go. I mean, if you're a fighter, yeah. Like, yeah. if you're trying to get go far, I would be grasping for everything. I'd be in the clinch, take them to the ground, and we're staying down there for the whole entirety of the fight. We ain't going up so you can throw haymakers at my face. Yeah, like, I'm I'm trying to take this slow. Like, I'm going to... Just protect myself. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be so boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And and I guess in the Marines, like you're taught so so much, it's just drilled into you. Just end the fight as quickly as you can. Um, so as opposed to dragging it out, but it would be a different thing in a combat sport. Like I feel like I'd be more inclined to drag it out a little bit, um, just to protect myself. Yeah. Um, so what did you do this week? Can we just talk about what I did? Well, I did on Thursday night, since we've last talked, I bought my first bit of alcohol legally. It was so scary. So like, (laughs) I was in line at Safeway and I was like, like, what if this doesn't work? Like, I'm, I'm screwed. Like this, this is too good to be true. And then I, um. I get everything scanned. The cashier is like trying to make small talk. He's like, "Oh, you go to party tonight?" And I'm like, nah. "And <laughs> and um, I hand him my uh, ID, and he like typed it in three five. And he's like, "Oh wait, is today your birthday?" And I was like, "Yeah, actually, this is the the first uh, alcoholic purchase I'm making." And he's like, "Oh my gosh, happy birthday!" And then the guy after was like, "Oh, happy birthday!" And I was like, "Geez, everyone is Safeways all nice today." <laughs> <laughs> what did uh, you think was gonna happen? They were just—they were gonna. I mean, you're 21. Would you? Do you think they were just gonna be like, nah. bro? There's always <laughs> that chance, though. And then, like, if I get st- if they don't accept my ID, it's like, well, shit. There's no way I can pay for this, or or there's no way like I can purchase. It's just an. It was, I wanted to avoid an awkward situation, right? So um, now you know you know who um, Brad is, right? Yeah. He doesn't listen to the podcast, so it doesn't matter if I name drop him. That's true. But he. Um, now that I'm 21, he is fully taking the opportunity to ask me for to to purchase him anything and everything. <laughs> and this may be self-incriminating to me providing a minor, but <laughs> um, uh, but he he asked me to get something else or get me something during the week. So like. I went not on my birthday and I was like, well, technically my ID is expired. So I don't know if it will work. And I gave it to um, this old lady that was the cashier at this place. It was at like a liquor store or something. Hmm. And she looked at it for like a while. (laughs) And I was like, like, what is going on here? Like it is, I'm obviously 21. And then she was like, what's today's date? And I was like, uh, I think it's the seventh or something. So she was like, oh, so you just turned 21. I was like, yes. Did you really not know what date it was? <laughs> like, 
I was like, geez. And Brad was um, sitting in the car and he was like, yeah, what took so long? I was, I was kind of getting worried for a second. <laughs> I was too like, oh my gosh. If my if my actual ID got taken, I'd be like, "Jeez!" I wonder if cashiers just like late at night when people come in and and purchase and try to purchase stuff like that. If they see that somebody's like twenty one, I wonder if there are just those handful of cashiers who will just like mess with mess with people and just kind of like look at it and like give you the fear that they're gonna reject it or just hand it back to you, be like, "Nah, it's not valid." Or yeah, they just think... they just like mess with people for a second. Be like, nah, I'm just she kidding. was she was definitely on the older side. So I don't. I think it was very genuine that she didn't know what day it was. <laughs> well, that's all right. <laughs> we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> um. So yeah, nothing too exciting for uh, for Sam and myself this week. But that's okay because plenty of uh, exciting stuff has been going on in the sports world. Are you messing with your microphone? No. Certainly sounds like you are. Oh, is it better? Yeah, you need to fix that there, big guy. All right. no, we're just we just have high quality uh audio on this podcast. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> All right. So um one of the things we're gonna talk about, because uh, we got a plenty of things that we're going to talk about, uh, but we may not spend a, a million hours on one specific thing, but we'll see how this goes. We got a couple things that we need to address. Um one, week twenty one. Uh week twenty one power rankings came out on ESPN for the NBA and I figured it uh it'd be a good uh, good thing to kinda of talk about and observe a little bit. So um we'll uh I say we'll go through the top ten and then I'll after we go through the top ten I'll I'll give you an idea and we'll talk about where the kings are on this power rankings. Uh but we'll go uh we'll start at ten and then I'll read you uh ten nine eight all the way up to one. So number ten uh, is Oklahoma City Thunder as at, at number ten. Uh, eight, I mean, I'm sorry, eight. I'm just, I was looking at the wrong one. Nine, Houston Rockets. Eight, Miami Heat. Seven, Utah Jazz. Six, the Denver Nuggets. Five, Boston Celtics. Four, Toronto Raptors. Three, the Clippers. Two, who do you think two is after this weekend? Milwaukee. Nope. Two is the Los Angeles Lakers. And number one is the Milwaukee Bucks. Wait, you serious? I'm 100% serious. So let's talk about that for a second. They have Milwaukee as number one and L.A. as number two. And after this weekend, after the Lakers beating the Clippers and Milwaukee, do you think that's valid? And especially now with Giannis, might be, might, uh, he might be out for a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, with a little bit. I I was listening to uh, ESPN this morning. They were talking about him being out. They didn't specify what injury um, he had, but yeah, he might be out for a little bit. I'll do a little bit. Uh, oh, here we go. Knee injury might be out for at least two games potentially with a with a minor knee injury. Um. Yeah, that's not. That's not. If you're ESPN, I mean, it's nice that they didn't put the. Clippers in front of the Lakers. That would have been a big slap. That would have been face. weird, yeah. Um, I get I I mean I get Milwaukee is still there because what they still have three games better over the Lakers. So Milwaukee right now has fifty three wins and the Lakers have forty nine, but the Bucks have eleven losses and the Lakers have uh thirteen. So they have four more wins. But uh, two less losses, so the loss yeah, isn't as much. It, it honestly doesn't. I mean, it was a huge weekend for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. You got 
both of your demons taken care of in one weekend, which is huge. Um, but it, to me, it's you can it's a toss up between Milwaukee and LA. First off, it doesn't mean anything for these power rankings, but um, it is just weird that they don't reward the Lakers, who are ESPN's like Cinderella team, mm-hmm. for a good weekend. It's really weird. Yeah, um, I'm I'm surprised. I'm gonna say that the only reason why they put Milwaukee, I think. The only reason why they put Milwaukee there is just strictly based on the record. I, I wait, wait, wait. Is this week twenty? Week twenty one. Oh, week twenty one. Um, but it would the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered because <laughs> honestly, the the top five didn't change from last week's power rankings. They have week twenty rankings below what they are right now, uh, and the top five didn't change, um, which is odd. Uh, just in the sense, I, I'm gonna guess that the only reason why Milwaukee is there is just because they have four more wins mm-hmm. than the Lakers. But I mean, so let's go back to this Lakers um, Bucks. Actually, which one happened first? They played. So the Lakers played. They played, they the, played Bucks the Bucks first. first. Yeah, they played the Bucks first. So we'll go back to this game. Okay. Um. So let's head back to the stats of this game because uh, the stats are actually kind of. Kind of funny, just in terms of. Uh, let me let me read you this one. So their field goal percentage in this game, the Lakers were forty one point eight percent from the field, and the Bucks were forty one point six percent from the field. Uh, the Lakers actually were eighteen percent from the three point line. They were six for thirty two, and the Bucks were twelve for forty three, twenty seven percent. Um, but the place that the, uh, the Lakers beat, uh, the Bucks significantly was, uh, total rebounds. They had five more offensive rebounds and seven more total rebounds. The Bucks actually had more assists, um, but they had a few, a little bit more turnovers. Their stats are honestly pretty, pretty even for the most part. And actually, if you were to, if I were to look at these without looking at the score, I would have guessed that the Bucks would have won because they made six more threes. Uh, they had three more assists. Um, they only had three more turnovers, and the points in the paint was only um, a four-point differential. So I would have said because of the three-point um, uh, percentage, they, they would have beaten uh, the Lakers, but obviously they didn't. Um, so we go to the stats in the game. Sorry, I'm trying to think of where I'm going to go. But LeBron James had 37 points, eight assists, eight rebounds. So we go to Giannis, the other person. Light, light work. Right, the other person who's competing for the MVP, thirty-two points, eleven rebounds, and six assists. So here's the thing between these two teams: is Giannis and LeBron in big games like this? You would hope, and we're going to assume, are going to ball out in in big games like this. So let's say that these two teams meet in the NBA Finals, right? And I'm going to give you two questions. One, let's say these two teams meet in the NBA Finals. And Giannis is not playing in the series, and LeBron is not playing in the series. Uh-huh. Which team comes out of that series? The champion? Uh, Milwaukee wins 5-1. Four, 4-1, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, they get an extra dub. <laughs> so based on that argument, are yeah. you saying that LeBron is the MVP? LeBron. Uh, based off of that? Yes. Solely based off of that, yes, okay. that would that would mean that he has a bigger argument than 
one Giannis. So, so are you? So, do you like the argument that if you were to take and I'm? I know I just I I know I just did that as an example, but I'm going to ask you what mm-hmm. your opinion is. Do you like that as an argument or justification for the MVP? If you were to go, well, if you take away both of these guys, which team would be would be better? Well, um, I do because I think it does show uh, a single player's value when you're comparing two superstars. But I also kind of see the flaws in it because if you were to say if Giannis, if the both players were switched, right, mm-hmm. and LeBron was on Milwaukee, which would never happen, and Giannis <laughs> yeah. was on uh, the Lakers, if you took out Giannis from this roster, they would be nothing as well. So I feel like that almost kind of doesn't. It's it can't be the end all be all, but it does show like how impressive. Or no, it shows like how much of an impact LeBron has on this roster. And mm-hmm. I guess for Giannis, it sucks that he has such a deep team around him and he's going to get penalized for it, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, he, I mean, but I, you look at LeBron's supporting cast and I feel like he is a pretty good supporting cast as well. But they don't play well when he's off the court. That's true. And I guess Milwaukee has, uh, well, let's see. Who does Milwaukee play? Let's see over these next two games. If Giannis is going to be out, okay. So here's going to be your big test right away. If Giannis misses um, the game on Thursday, and it says that he's supposed to miss at least two games, their first game without him is Boston. So there's going to be a little uh, test for you, or at least test for the Bucks to see. Okay, can we beat a good team without Giannis? And then they yeah. go and they play the Warriors, which they should. Didn't they? Um, didn't they just beat a team without Giannis? Mm, I believe. And Middleton went off. Was it? They lost to Denver tonight, but that isn't. They did lose to Denver. Denver is sneaky good. Like they just keep they just keep flying under the radar. <laughs> like they're just like, don't look at me. Uh, we're not here. We're not gonna. No, don't pay attention to us. Um, I I couldn't tell you because I don't, I don't pay attention enough to the Bucks to know when Giannis wasn't playing, um, but I do remember something like that happen happening. Um, so I, I mean, he's got a Giannis has a good supporting cast around him too, but I mean I feel like so does LeBron because you look back. I mean you look at the roster and they've got you know they've got they've got Davis and and Bradley who's a phenomenal defender. Danny Green, but I guess the one thing that they're lacking, which I guess is what you were talking about, is that like that playmaker um, for for the Lakers. But I mean, if you take away Giannis, um, I do think that there are a, a handful of playmakers on on the Bucks more so than the Lakers. I guess I get what you're saying. Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe is a phenomenal point guard. Brooke Lopez is a baller. Um, Wesley Matthews even, and freaking Dante. Uh, DiVincenzo has been playing really well um, mm. recently. Uh, Kyle Korver is a f- veteran player who's you know been around the league for hundreds and thousands of years. Um, so yeah, I, I I actually agree. I do think the Bucks would win that series, but I I also um, I'm of the mindset that I'm not a hundred percent. I'm like fifty fifty on the whole idea that if you take away this player from from this team. I'm, I'm like I'm like fifty fifty. It can't be the only argument. No, for sure. 
What what is the most important argument to you? Do you think it has? Is it record? Is it stats? Is it like um, like what there's... is what is your most important thing? If you were if you were determining the MVP, what's the first thing you're looking at? So the first thing I look at is stats. I agree. And then you distinguish between team record um, and importance to team. Um, and then I guess impact in big games, I guess is where I would look next. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty down the line. I, I would agree with you, actually. I'm a, I'm a big stats. Um, well, that's just, you got to get in the door with stats mm-hmm. for sure. That's, yes. Yeah. And I, I honestly think that's the, the most important um, argument off the bat is is stats just in terms of like okay what actually has this guy done compared to what actually has this other dude done um the whole argument about um you know if you take this guy off this team versus that i mean that argument can be used but at the same time i almost feel like I don't know. I don't feel like I have a, a correct way of saying this, but I almost feel like at that at that point you're more comparing the team mm-hmm. than the players. You know? Yeah. Um, I get you're trying to assess the value, but at that point, if you're taking away those two guys, you're not even looking at them anymore. You're just making assumptions based on the team that they have around them. Like you don't actually know. What, what what happened, but with stats, like, you can pinpoint, okay, like, look, this is what this dude has done. And speaking of stats, I'll read you both of their stats right now. Well, it's all Giannis, isn't it? Uh, it well, not, not all, assists. actually. Yeah, LeBron's got him in assist by well, you just almost read the stats. double. Yeah, so LeBron is averaging 25.7, so we'll just say 26 points per game, 7.8 rebounds. 10.6 assists, 1.5 steals, and 0.5 blocks. Giannis is 29.6 points, 13.7 uh, rebounds, 5.8 assists, 1 steal, uh, and 1 block. He's shooting 54% from the field, and LeBron is shooting 49.7. So in terms of stats, I mean, Giannis has got him in points, rebounds, and blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron has got him in three-point percentage assists and steals. Mm-hmm. So, wow, am I boring you? Am I boring you on the podcast? Bro, it's 1140. Yeah, whose fault is that? You. It's not my fault. You waited till okay, whatever. We're not, we're not getting into this. Nope. <laughs> you texted me at. You can't get... blame me no, for we're work. Getting, we're getting into this. We're getting into this. Oh, my gosh. Um. At 10.07, gonna eat and shower, and I'll be good. Mm -hmm. And then I said yes. And at 10.45, you asked ready. Yep. And you... What happened in that whole time? I ate and I showered. And then... And then... And then when I'm ready, you're busy. (laughs) Because I was talking to my girlfriend. Yeah. Jenna... Just talk to him in the morning. <laughs> He's busy. We're both busy in the morning. Bro, our schedules are so fun that we only have so much areas to talk. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why 
I you were really, pretty understanding. You were pretty well, understanding. Here's the thing. Like, when it comes – like, here's the reason why, like, every time you say that I'm talking to Jenna, well, right before we're starting a podcast, I, like – I can't actually get mad. <laughs> like, because – like, I get it. <laughs> like, it's literally every time, too. It is every time. Like, I was in a long-distance relationship before. I, I get it. I get – I get what you're saying. So it actually frustrates me that I can't get mad at you. <laughs> Cause I don't, I don't have an argument. Like I really, I, I can't win that argument. Cause it's like, what am I going to say? Like, yeah, just, just don't talk to her and do our hinky dinky podcast. Like hinky, hinky dinky, hinky dinky. We're a little bit hinky dinky. I mean, a little bit. Nah, we're, <laughs> we're good. Okay. I don't even know what to say to that. Right. <laughs> So we've been talking a lot about the NBA, uh, the NBA but, power but, ranking. Wait, wait, closing. LeBron's the MVP. Is that where we? Is that where we were on? I agree. I think he deserves the MVP. Yeah, he does. That's the bigger story. He's okay. And this probably shouldn't be part of the discussion. And you got to touch on this for me. But he's been snubbed. Yeah, yeah. so many years. <laughs> yeah, that he even if he doesn't deserve it this year, he should win it. And I, I know that sounds ludicrous, but. Like, it, it's a make. It's time to make up for LeBron's lost MVP arguments. Like, well, you can give it to him every year. I mean, really? Yeah. He's definitely in. He's at least in the conversation every single year. Yep, except for last year. Well, I mean, he was in the conversation, but Giannis obviously was the favorite. But I don't it's think not he was like finalist last year. I feel like I feel like there are times when people just don't want to give it to LeBron because they're almost tired of him. Oh, it's, it's facts, bro. Yeah. Which I don't understand. Like what, like, like I, there seems to be at times a lot of hate towards LeBron, which I, I really don't understand. Well, he doesn't do himself any favors. And this is what Giannis is going to find. And this is kind of what James Harden is finding too. They're putting up amazing numbers. If you were to slap, someone else's name onto Harden's uh, stats right now, we would be saying, like, if Luka Doncic was putting out the stats that James Harden's putting out. I was going to say Devin Booker, actually. (laughs) Whatever. If you put that, we would be preaching their name in church every Sunday. And this is, eh, eh, I I guess it's a good year for James Harden. Like, we, as humans we just get bored of the same old same old even if it's spectacular it's crazy and lebron puts up the 27 8 and 8 every year which is amazing and good enough to win mvp almost every other year and we're like no he didn't improve at all and he didn't get worse which is crazy because he's in his 17th year he's like 35 now i believe crazy and he's playing better than he than he has in I think the last couple of years. Yeah, who gets better at at thirty five? Well, he added that logo shot to his arsenal. Yeah, and he added the uh, look at the basketball every time before he shoots a three. Oh, really? Have you noticed that? No. There was literally a montage on ESPN uh, the other day. Like I think it was on their Instagram page or something of just him every time, like just. Literally, like, right before he shoots a three, he'll look at the basketball real quick, like, pause, and then just launch up a three. It's the weirdest thing. It's the biggest tell ever. And I'm just waiting for him to look at the basketball one of these days, somebody to read it, 
And then him to know that they read and just pull the nastiest crossover in history and well, just have them go flying. I don't get why. I watch highlights of the games, and he all every team goes under the screen on him. Yeah, it's cra- he gets the like more wide open threes in the half court set than anyone in the NBA during it's LeBron's insane. first like five years. That was fine to do. Now you can't because he'll just let it fly. He's... He'll just shoot. Especially in this streak that we've been talking about, the Lakers have been on a roll. It's because he's hitting his shots. Mm-hmm. And AD's playing well. Yeah, and which Anthony Davis is a, like, top five player in the league, so. <laughs> um, is he? That'd be an interesting debate to have, actually. <laughs> I, um, I, I mean, as I was saying it, I realized that there could be uh, an, argument, an argument now for maybe him not being, but... Um, He's certainly a top three big. Um, well, bigs in the NBA. Are... I thought a little, a little like, down. First, pers- like in my personal opinion, I think Jokic is the best big in the league right now. Really, not this year. Who would you say is better? Uh, one Joel. No, no. I would take is, Jokic. I would he, take. Is Giannis a big? Mm. I take Bam Adebayo over. What? Jokic. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire I would take Jokic over any big in the league and I wouldn't even think about it. I want Dwight Howard. Give me Actually, I want Rashawn Holmes. Give me Rashawn Holmes. <laughs> Ooh, that chase down that he just volleyballs. Oh, let's talk about the Kings for a minute. Bro. Okay, so the oh. so the other thing that we're gonna talk about is the race for the eighth seed right now in the Western Conference. We're already talking about the NBA race to get swept, baby. Oh my god, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go eight, nine, ten, eleven right now. Okay. So the Grizzlies, 32-32. and 32. Pelicans, 28-36. Kings tied with them, 28-36. Tied with them. Tied. And 11th is the Trailblazers, 28-37. and 37. So 9, 10, and 11 right now in the Western Conference all have 28 wins. The Grizzlies are sitting now at 32-32. and 32. The Grizzlies, first of all, if they could stop winning, that would be fantastic. They're 4 of 7. Well, I'll tell oh, you wait, what. Wait, 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 wait. I'm so sorry. No, no. Don't even. Don't even. Just disregard what I just said. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in their last five games. Yeah. They've won four. And one of those teams that they beat was the Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers, yeah. yeah. So they beat the Lakers. Okay. Shouldn't have beat them. They beat the Hawks. Should have beat them. They beat the Nets. Should have beat them. They lost to the Mavericks, right? Probably definitely. I mean, probably should have lost. Wasn't that a good game? It was no, a blowout. Yeah, the that Dallas, one was a blowout. The Dallas and Pelicans game was good. Yeah. yeah and then sorry. they beat the Hawks. So going forward right now, the games that they have – like, so let's see. They play – in terms of tough teams, they play Utah. They do play the Trailblazers. Trailblazers – so that would be a huge game for the Trailblazers. It's in Portland. And I believe they play the Trailblazers twice in Portland. And Nurkic is coming back. Yeah, Nurkic is coming, which will be huge for the Blazers, which is going to be a big game for both of those teams. Yeah. Um, they play the Thunder. They play the Bucks. They play the Whew. Pelicans twice. Whew. So we're rooting for the Pelicans and the um. No, we're not rooting Trailblazers. for the Pelicans. Oh, okay. So have, that would be that would be an interesting debate. <laughs> but yeah, the split that would work. work. <laughs> they play the Celtics. So he, they have a three game stretch where they go 
Celtics, Toronto, Toronto. Oof. And then they get a break with the Knicks, but then they play the Mavericks, the Blazers again, the Nuggets, the Thunder, the 76ers, and the Rockets. They have a tough schedule. They have a really tough schedule. Wait, is that it? That was all their... All the games that wasn't all the games. I was just listing off the the not- the big notable teams. That they, they might play. have had like maybe five wins. Like pick them right now, maybe pick five em. wins in that in that list. Yeah, because the Magic are on there. They played the, the Spurs, Knicks. but they played the Spurs in San Antonio. So they're I mean Spurs are I mean they're not great, but they're not still yeah they're not I mean, they're not great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, um, but yeah, I mean. I mean, their last their last six games are brutal. Like Mavericks in Portland, then they're on the road against the Nuggets. They're home to the Thunder, home to the 76ers, and they finish in Houston. Yeah. They have a three-game stretch where they go Celtics, Toronto, Toronto. They have the Pelicans twice. They have the Thunder and the Bucks back-to-back. They have the Jazz, Trailblazers back-to-back. So it's like they have some rough they have a rough schedule. Here's the thing. If Memphis holds the eighth seed when it's all said and done, they earned it. Oh yeah. They earned it. Like seriously, they, they have a really tough schedule going forward. What do you see the magic number as for that eighth seed? For that eighth seed? Thirty eight. Thirty eight? Thirty-eight. Huh, okay. I mean, because let's let's think right now, and I'm I'm just gonna guess based on how much, like, because I'm gonna assume the grit, and it's hard for me to say this because I, God, I want the Kings to make the playoffs so bad, but I'm gonna assume that the Grizzlies keep like stay. Like, let's let's just let's play out these scenarios real quick. Let's say the Grizzlies keep that spot. Do you mm-hmm. really think the Kings? Are going to rattle off ten wins, ten more wins? Uh, I'd have to look at their roster. I mean, their schedule. We can take a quick peek at it. We can go through their uh, the tough games that they have. Uh-huh. Um, so they have uh-huh. they play the Pelicans on Wednesday, but Dub. they're home. So you would hope. Let's see. Let's see who are the tough teams they play. Houston. They have the Mavericks again. They have the Pelicans again. They have the Pacers, Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets, <sighs> Lakers. But they have some toss. I mean, they have some. They have some. You would game very winnable games. The Nets. <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm looking at this and I'm like, wow, they play the Eastern Conference a lot. That's kind of a good opportunity. But they have been awful against the Eastern Conference this year. Yeah. What was that stat that you had? Like eight and sixteen. Yeah, they're eight, and then uh, against the Western Conference, they're. 20 and 20, which is better than um, probably a lot of teams, both Memphis and New Orleans and Portland. And yeah, that's it. Basically, they can play um, good teams. They can't play bad teams. Well, they (laughs) just play the Western Conference. I mean, there's good teams in the Eastern Conference. Um, Actually, let's I want to check. So, yeah, so the Grizzlies. (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. So, the top seven teams in the Western Conference right now all have winning records against the Western Conference. Yeah. Right? The Grizzlies have a losing record. The Pelicans have a losing record. The Kings are 20-20. and 20, And 
everybody else has a losing record. The Kings are the only ones who are not in the playoffs besides the Grizzlies. I mean, no, the only ones who are not in the playoffs who have a 500 uh, record or above um, against uh, Western Conference teams. And then the Grizzlies, who are in the playoffs, yeah, are 19 and 22. They might finish with an above 500 record against the West and not make the playoffs. Which is so sad. (laughs) It's so sad. Just gives us Kings fans hope for next year just for them to squander it in the first week. Yeah, very true. What do you think the magic number is? I said 38. I think that's too low. I was initially going to say 40, but I thought that was too high based on the Grizzlies' schedule. Because I'm assuming Mm. they're going to get in. Well, if the Grizzlies only get 38, I feel like um, New Orleans could probably get more than that. I'm not saying the Kings couldn't do it either. I mean, they, they, eh, they've been playing well. You never know. Tough. Weirder things have happened, but it's it's tough. They're gonna have to seriously, seriously. Um, I mean, they're seven and three right now in their last ten games. They're gonna have to do that again and again and then again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they cannot. Which is sucks because they. Had an opportunity to beat Toronto, and they sh- like should have beaten that underhanded Sixers team. So they have eighteen games left. They have eighteen games left. The Sacramento Kings. Yes. And if they, if they, they win them all. If they want to finish five hundred. Yeah. If they want to finish five hundred, because there are eighty-two games. Yes. They can only lose five six, more times. Six more times. Well, 41 and, and 41. Oh, I'm stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so they can only – they got to go – I mean, so let's – yeah, they got to go – 13 and 5. Yeah, there you go. Quick math, 13 and 5. <laughs> wow, we really both sounded dumb right there. <laughs> Why did I sound dumb? Because you said 42 and 42, or you just did math wrong for splitting 80, 82. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Whatever, um, but they gotta go. Thir- <laughs> they gotta go thirteen and five. I don't know why I thought there was eighty four games in a season. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I don't. I don't. I, it's gonna happen. I'm on the record. I've been on the record. They're making the playoffs. This is their year. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to count them out, but no. <laughs> oh my gosh! Because they got the Clippers on their schedule, and they own the Clippers. Uh, <laughs> They, got they the kind Lakers of do, again. but uh, they got the Spurs. They got the Timberwolves, who always plays them really tough. Um, Denver always beats them. The Lakers, and then they finish up with uh, Golden State, who they've shellacked, even though they played super bad against them. Mm-hmm. So let's just let's let's pencil in a couple wins. Let's say let's, okay, okay. So let's say they let's say they beat Brooklyn, right? What about so, what about New Orleans? Okay, let's say they beat New Orleans too, because we're at home. Okay. And it's on ESPN. And it's oh, it is stupid Zion. It's um, our one nationally televised game, Jason. It's and it's not even because of us. It's because of Zion. Oh so. God, no. Yeah. Uh, there is less Kings nationally televised basketball games than days in Hanukkah, days in Passover. That's rough. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> I think Passover only has one day. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so they have the Mavericks game. Let's just say that they lose. Let's say they lose to the Mavericks. Uh-huh. Okay. They have beaten Houston 
in Houston. And was that on the buzzer beater? There, I don't remember. Yes, but they did. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was one nineteen to one eighteen. Oh, Passover is um, over. And Houston has been on a like a four game slide. I'm just totally bowling over that. Um, <laughs> it was important. Um, so they have beaten Houston in Houston, and they're on a bit of a slide. But let's just say that they lose to Houston. Right. So they let's say they beat the Magic. Hopefully. And now they're in New Orleans. Uh, easy dub. Okay. Let's. Okay, we'll give them that one. They have the Cavaliers. You would hope that they win that game. Gosh, I hope so. They have the Hawks. You would hope oh, that they win that, that game. that better be a win. So then they have the Pacers. Oof. Which, let's say they lose that one. They probably will. Yeah. They beat San Antonio. I hope so. The Clippers are weird. Like, <laughs> they've beaten them twice in L.A. this year. The Kings got them. Like I don't know, so let's just okay. So they play, they play That's the Clippers, L. they no, play the Clippers it. and the Lakers on back to back nights. Do they get one of those? It's not back to back. Back to back games. I'm sorry, yeah, back to back yeah. games. Um, I think no, I think they lose both. Okay, they, they lose. Don't, they don't match well up against the Lakers, and I feel like the Clippers would kind of try a little more than they would usually against the Kings, just because. They haven't beat them yet. So we're we're six games left in the season, and we already have them losing five times. Woo! So let's say they beat the Cavaliers. They beat the Spurs. Okay. For shits and giggles, we'll say they beat the Timberwolves. Yeah. They lose to Denver. Oof. They lose to the Lakers, and then yeah. they beat the Warriors. Yep. So we have them in their last 18 games going wait, one. Wait, 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 wait. Do they finish as... They finish 36? One, Wait, no. two, three, two, four, five, no. six, seven, eight, 34. Nine, we have them going 11 and 7. Yeah. I think that sounds about right. 11 and 7. I want to keep this because I want to see if they actually go 11 and 7 <laughs> in their last couple games. So they would finish. Um, Do you want to put a bet on it? A bet on it? So they would finish with 39 wins. Loser gets punched in the chest as hard as the other person can. Ouch. <laughs> or the sh- shoulder. What, what are we betting on? We both had them at 11 and 7. No, no. I, I definitely switch it. I think they will go 13 and 5. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> or, or above. Well, okay. So your magic number was 40. And my magic number was was 38, and we have the finishing with 39. I definitely didn't say 40. You said 40. No, you said to get to 500. No, I said, what do you think your magic number is? I said it, and I you said, said 38 above. was too low. Yeah. I think at least 500. And I, for the, and I for the could have sworn you said 40. 41? You're just putting words in my mouth. Maybe I am. Uh, the magic number is... Forty. What are the? What are the? What is Chris? What is Memphis at right now? Thirty-two and thirty-two. Oh gosh. And that's uh, the thing. Do you think they're going to win? Forty-one is the magic number in those in that schedule that we were talking about. Do you think the Grizzlies are going to get? Uh, well, they just have to play five hundred basketball. They do, but their schedule's harsh. 
The one team where yeah. we haven't mentioned is is the Pelicans, and if they have a friendly schedule. Mm-hmm. Well, they got the Kings on it twice, so it can't be that friendly. <laughs> well, let's, <laughs> like, let's see, cupcake games that they have. They have the Spurs, the Wizards, the Suns, the Hornets, the Spurs, the Wizards, the Hawks, the Magic, the Knicks. Wow. The Pelicans. Um, they also have the Grizzlies twice. They have the Kings twice. The Hawks again. The Pelicans have a cupcake schedule. Let me uh, let me read well, you. Um, I guess Zion is going to be in the playoffs this year against LeBron. Can't wait. Let that. me um, let me read you their last ten games. Okay. Knicks, Magic, nice. Hawks, nice. Wizards, Spurs, nice. Hornets, Suns, Seventy Sixers, Wizards, Spurs. They win. They go nine and one in their last ten. There's only one above 500 team. Yeah, 76ers. They go 9-1 in their last 10 games. Yo, NBA schedule people. Are we joking right now? <laughs> they knew this was going to happen. They're going to be like, oh, we got we to gotta make sure that Zion gets into the, the playoffs. We better give him a cake schedule. And that's, that's taking into account their last 10. I'm not even mentioning the game that they have against the Spurs, the Hawks. They play the Grizzlies twice. They play the Kings once, and then they have uh, the Kings again tomorrow. So the Pelicans are set up very nicely right now to jump ahead. Yeah, good for them. Which, if you're in the NBA, I mean, if you're in the NBA uh, uh, just for uh, making money, um, in terms of the Lakers and the Pelicans being the 8 1. Oh, my God. Can't wait for that. The Zion versus LeBron marketing that is going to happen. They don't even need to market it. It's so easy. That's Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't blame them. It would be a fun series. It would be fun to watch Zion go up against LeBron. But Oh, if the Kings made the playoffs, it would be dead. Against the <laughs> Lakers. It would literally be dead. It pro- they probably wouldn't even be shown on TV. The, well, the only – yeah, I'll tell you what, though. The – the arena would be thumping. Oh, game three. Oh, oh yeah. my God. If if they just win that game, I'd be happy. Yeah. And get <laughs> smoked by 30 in every other game. But if they That's just fine. win game, game three. three, I'd be happy. I was, I was talking to my dad the other day. I was like, the amount of money that I would pay to be at the Kings' first home game that they've had in I don't know how long is obscene. I think my mom would disown me if she saw how much I'd be willing to pay yeah, to be I, at that game. Yeah, I I would I would definitely dip into the savings <laughs> to go to that game. <laughs> I'd, I'd um, need to take out a loan. Yeah, I know. Like I I I don't care. I don't. I wouldn't even care if I went there by myself. <laughs> like I just want to be there. I would much rather be with somebody. But if I if nobody was there, I'd still go <clears throat> just to be there. I'd go with the boys. I, well, yeah, I'd much rather like you, Ben, and I would have to like somehow coordinate that. We'd have to be literally – okay, first of all, the tickets would sell out probably the first day. When is when did the playoffs start? Because I'm pretty sure me, Ben, and you are in class. Oh, well, April? Yeah, April 18th. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at uh, drill that day. <laughs> what what um what is that the that's the first game? Uh, NBA playoffs will begin Saturday, April 18th. Okay, so if it goes 
Saturday, 18th. Then you go the 20th is game two. Then the 23rd would be game three. Mm-hmm. What day is that? Um, March, April 23rd is a Thursday. Thursday. Nope, I'll be good. <laughs> I could get that day off of work. I, I'd fly down. <laughs> I'd... And with uh, with campus uh, potentially being as closed off as it is, as it is I wouldn't uh, necessarily have much to worry about. I mean, plane tickets would be kind of cheap around that time. You're not wrong. And let's transition into that real quick since we're on the topic. Um, obviously, if you are living on planet Earth, you know that there's a giant virus going around right now. Um the uh, the coronavirus, and I don't want to sit here and talk about it um, for too long as just like specifically talking about the virus in and of itself because if you turn on a news channel anywhere, you'll hear about it. But um, one thing in terms of how it's impacting the sports world is there have been rumors or just ideas going on. Around, well, actually – there is one thing that has just happened and another thing that might happen. So the one thing that has just happened recently is that leagues are closing locker rooms and clubhouses over virus concerns. So I believe they're not going to be letting media personnel into the locker room anymore. Mm-hmm. And one thing that is potentially going to happen is some sporting events are not even going to allow fans into the arena. Like games are just going to be played and nobody's going to be there. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the media personnel first. Uh-huh. I don't think I don't think that's that big of an issue at all, honestly. So that's just going into the locker rooms. That's not uh, closing like post game, um, like press conferences. So I'm reading it right now. I'm on the article right now. This is on ESPN. Uh, the NBA, NHL, MLB, and MLS are closing access to locker rooms and clubhouses to all non-essential personnel in response to the coronavirus, coronavirus crisis, the league announced in a joint statement Monday night. Mm-hmm. So um, the changes uh, to the changes which the leagues say are temporary will begin Tuesday. Um, Though some NHL teams uh, will begin closing their locker rooms to the media over the weekend uh, with player availability at practices and after games held outside the room or in many cases at news conference podiums. The NBA said interviews with players will continue in settings other than the locker room, stressing a gap of six to eight feet between reporters and interview subjects. Okay. So it's it's just smart. It's good precautions. mm -hmm. For sure. What do you think of the idea of sporting events being held with no fans? Could you imagine just hypothetically like the NBA Finals with nobody there? So um, there's two things to this for me. One, did you see um, Italian soccer this past weekend? Mm-mm. So in Italy, it's besides China, which is obviously where it's most rampant, Italy is second. And it is so bad there that they have decided to not allow any fans into sporting events. So the Juventus Inter Milan game, which is the first and second seed in that league, were playing a huge game and the place was completely empty. And it looked weird. It felt weird. Um, 
I couldn't imagine having an NBA playoff game be a glorified scrimmage at that point. Like, it would just feel like yeah. a practice with cameras everywhere. Pretty much. Um, which brings me to my second point. Um, do you remember, like, years ago when the idea was floating around for sports to just be, like, for basketball, it would just be the court, no stands, no nothing. It would be in a gym, and they would just film because TV would get so big and no one would want to waste money to go to games that that idea was floating around like that would be our future. I do not remember that. Oh, you don't, okay. So um, it's just like watching the Italian soccer this weekend just stamped in my brain that fans are so influential to the experience, not just yeah. in the arena, obviously, but on TV, it makes it makes it that like the product is just that much greater with fan atmosphere. And it, no, will, I agree. There will never be a day where a league decides to exclude its fans from being physically at events. So you don't think it's going to manifest itself into the NBA or? No, no, that... that's not. I'm talk- that's not talking about the virus. The if the virus gets so bad and players have been uh really uh cautious with this whole thing like uh cj mccollum when they had, yeah i remember uh, that when they had a confirmed coronavirus case in portland he announced straight away he's not taking he's not uh like getting doing autographs yeah, yeah he's not doing autographs he's not getting in contact with fans whatsoever and um yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be that crazy if it gets as bad as it is in Italy um, that fans just won't be allowed to come. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, I 100% agree with – go ahead. Oh, no. do you remember that game? Um, was it last year when Sacramento had the protests? Oh, yeah. That's like in a – weird way that's what it would be like I guess, yeah I guess in that game where um, uh, protesters blocked off the entrance to the Golden 1 Center so only like 30 fans it seemed like actually got in I had actually planned on going to that game <laughs> and we elected not to oops <laughs> yeah well, we elected not thing. to because of uh, everything that was going on I think me and Ben went to a game like the next game after that or something like that oh, really um but that's what it'd be like. Like it was just weird. It mm-hmm. takes you out of the game itself. It's like we're just covering on the fact that there's not fans there. Well, I don't know about you, but uh, I at least at least for me personally, like during Kings games and whatnot, um, some of the coolest parts about even watching it on TV is listening to the arena when it's like super loud and it's thumping like. Yeah. Like in the fourth quarter when somebody hits a big three and you just hear the place like erupt um, or they're on a – or they're, you know, you feel the momentum shifting and then somebody makes a basket, get a steal, come back, make another basket, and then the very next play, you know, they miss and then they come down and they hit a three and it's a huge momentum change um, mm-hmm. within the span of like 30 seconds. And once that three goes down, the place just explodes. Even, even at home when you're watching that game, like that is fun. 
to to and i'll like all I, I will honestly like if i'm yelling at home and whatnot when it's going on like i will actually take the time to rewind a couple seconds just so i can listen to the arena like go off like that because it's actually really fun yeah to listen to is is that worth the risk of spreading this uh virus I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, let me ask you this. Like, would you still go to the games? If they, were, um, if I, they said you guys can still come to the games, but just be aware. This wear is... a mask or something. I mean. But the masks aren't doing anything. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, but let's just like, let's, let's just say that like the Sacramento Kings came, let it came out and said, look, like. You guys can still come to the games, but just be aware there's a there's you know obviously there's a chance you'll, you'll get it. Yeah, which is I feel like currently like right now is the case. Like there is a chance, but yeah. Um. So there is. Would you still go? Seven hundred and four confirmed cases, as I'm looking at this most recent update, um, in the U.S. Um, I would probably go. Probably because I'm naive and thinking that this is kind of only an old person's disease. But that's kind of what it – I mean, it kind of is. I think the average – if I was talking about – I think my dad was talking – read a stat uh, over just online or on a news site somewhere. I think like the average age of death was like 80 and then the average like age of people who needed to be treated were like – Eight or like sixty years old or above, mm-hmm. so it kind of is. But I mean, that's just like a, a vulnerable population. So it is. It makes it makes sense. Um, it, the one thing too is I don't think people realize this. It's happened at my um, store that I worked at. All the quality controls, like expectations, have gone way up. Oh. Like, we are cleaning the entire store. Like anything that a customer has touched. We are cleaning. I spent two classes today at Fitness MD cleaning off cleaning off uh, weights um, behind racks, mm-hmm. moving everything around. I walked into the gym today, and my office that has like a bunch of so like like we have a back office, and yeah, that really we do our assessments in there and um, and whatnot. And it's not a huge office there. I there are five desks in there. Two of them are used myself. I have a desk back there, and then another trainer uses a desk back there. And then there's a, a third desk that kind of gets used by everybody for assessments and whatnot. Um, and I walked into that room, and it smelled like the whole place had been wiped down. It was like a crime scene. It smelled so clean in there. I have a whiteboard in there that was spotless. <laughs> My whiteboard got cleaned off. I was like, Okay, nice. <laughs> okay. Um, and I walked into the – even when I walked into the gym, it smelled like the whole entire place had gotten just hosed down. Um, has, um, has your boss talked to you guys at all about, like, if you'll shut down? No, he hasn't said word one about um, about that. He has just made – he has just uh, kind of had the front desk people and all of us, like, hey, you know, in between stations and whatnot, make sure to – because we, we wipe down the mats. Like, if we have mats and benches and whatnot out – We'll wipe yeah. them down at the end of the day, and if they get gross during the day, we'll wipe them down. 
Um, but he wants us like, Hey, just make sure, try to try to do it in between every class. Um, obviously go wash your hands and whatnot. Um, but he hasn't said word one about like closing down or anything. Yeah. Like if, if establishments, establishments like fitness MD and noodles and company are raising their cleaning tasks, like the golden one center, a state of the art <laughs> facility yeah. is going to be very clean. Well, and I'll tell you what, uh, Fitness MD right now, and I don't want to make it sound like Fitness MD is going to be the epicenter for the coronavirus or anything, <laughs> but, like, we are not in a good place <laughs> to, <laughs> to, like, stay away from the virus as trainers and whatnot, because oh, we're, yeah. we're, and even in childcare, like, with with the people watching, with the people in childcare watching the kids, mm-hmm. um, like, we're touching the weights that our members are using, we're in contact with our members, um, you know, they're giving us high fives and whatnot. We're giving them high fives and, you know, we're, we're touching the weights. We're touching them at times, moving their arms, moving their legs, or just sort of correcting their form. Um, and you know, we're at times we get sweaty because we're, um, running around and whatnot. So, you you know, we wipe our faces and whatnot, but, um, i tell you what, literally since everything has gone down, you know, I try to, I go wash my hands in between every class, um, just cause I know that other trainers have now started to go wash their hands in between every single class. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I, and there is a big emphasis on just, you know, washing your hands and I'll tell you what, if you really try to not touch your face, you realize how much during the day you do touch your face. Yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting, um, because there, I mean, um, like, uh, so I don't know. We are totally bouncing off of bouncing away from sports right now, but I feel like yeah. that's it's okay because it's sort of a big prominent thing that's going on right now. Um, Sierra College right now, the college that I, that I'm at right now is has immediately, um, pretty much since the out not since the outbreak has happened, but since it's moved to California, there has been this idea that, and obviously for all the colleges in California that. Classes are going to be moved online, and it wasn't until last week that my that one of my teachers had sort of brought up the idea that hey, this is probably coming down the pipeline. And sure enough, we I roll up to class today, and my humanities teacher is like, "All right, this is the last class we're going to have on campus for maybe the rest of the semester." Um, he's like, "I knew this was coming, so I've." He's like, "Our class is going to be pretty easy to transfer over to humanities." I mean over to online it's it's the it's a humanities class and it's going to be pretty easy to transfer over to online um and actually so sierra gave um the administration gave teachers a deadline their deadline to move classes over to online is the 18th so next wednesday not this upcoming wednesday but next wednesday all classes that can be online have to be online. Okay. What they're trying to do is limit the amount of people that are on campus. And based if based on what my teacher was saying, I could be wrong. I'm just going off of what he was saying. Um, they classes that require like physical on campus presence, like labs, or for instance, my two kinesiology classes, like the self defense class that I'm in. And the weight training class, I don't know what they're going to do with those classes, but I believe that like academic classes like labs, because the two classes that I named off are electives, 
and they're 1.5 credit classes. They're not even three credit classes. But like labs and whatnot, I think are going to get special approval to be on campus. What they're doing is just trying to eliminate the amount of foot traffic that is on Sierra right now. Um, so they're not completely shutting down campus, but they're almost shutting down campus. That's really weird because, oh, there is a case in Roseville. Is there? I didn't know that. Yeah, someone, I think someone died. I didn't know that. There hasn't been any. Um, there hasn't been any cases at Sierra. There was a case for administration members, but it wasn't faculty members. It was in. Um, it was in Kaiser Roseville. Oh, that's right down the road. Seventy-one-year-old man. Well, it was right down the road. That's. Um, I think by the Target I used to work at. Yeah. Yeah. So guess I'm not driving over there. No. <laughs> um, no, but. Uh, well, it's just. It's just. We, so what I've heard is um, all it takes is like one case in Eugene and the university's closing. Mm. Like universities yeah. are being uh, – Berkeley's closed and gone to online and uh, San Jose State has because the Bay Area. Has is, Jenna said anything about it? She, uh, she was hearing that um, they're, they're pretty close to going full day online. Mm-hmm. So – and that'll be interesting for her, for somebody who plays sports. Well, they're not in season right now. True, but aren't they doing like weight training and off-season stuff? And yeah, but they're not competing at all. So it's not like if if it was like a baseball team, that's kind of tough. Hmm. You you don't have any home games or anything. I wonder what that's going to do to high school sports, you know, and college sports. They just got to stop. I think. Yeah, I think that's. Oh my gosh! This is the. This is the same hospital I got my last flu shot. Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) They just had uh, some B-roll on this local uh, Channel 13 news. And it was, yeah. Well, let's dive down that rabbit hole real quick. Like, if they're missing an entire seat, let's say, so like baseball and whatnot, they're missing Uh an entire season. I wonder what that's going to do for, like... Recruiting. Recruiting and eligibility and whatnot, because they're going to complete this semester... Mm-hmm. of academic courses but they're not going to complete their season of baseball so like i wonder yeah. in terms of eligibility how that's going to mess with well i feel like eligibility is a big one I, it's for me if you're a if you're a junior and you're a spring athlete where you're about to be communicating with coaches or sending in this year's highlights and tapes to these coaches in universities, which junior year is like the biggest year for recruiting is what I've heard. I, that's not from personal experience, but say you don't have a junior year. It's like, well, you're already behind. Like, cause I guess California is the only one that's really shutting down. I don't know if the other states are hit as bad. There are a couple states that I I saw in the news are going to shut down. But you're already behind for and it's going to be this one term is going to affect your collegiate career and I mean hopefully it doesn't happen. I, it might not be that big of a deal. We might be blowing it out of proportion, but um that's a potential that could happen. Well, let's say let's say hypothetically like at a JC, right? Let's say that just this Random college baseball player. Yeah. You know. Ben Welker. Let's call him Ben Welker. We'll call him Ben Welker. Let's say say Ben Welker 
is at Sierra College, right? Just living his dream. Just living his dream. And he needs 60 units to leave, right? And as soon as he gets 60 units, his plan is to transfer to whatever four-year in the hopes of playing baseball at this four-year, right? let's say Stanford. Yeah. So let's (laughs) say year one, he does really well. Mm-hmm. Right. Year one, he does really well. So that's two semesters he's completed. Right. Let's say he gets through the fall semester, and then he gets to the spring semester, which is his very last semester, the last semester he needs before he's um, ready to transfer and leave um, to Stanford, and it just no longer exists. It's not like he completes the academic part of it, yeah. but he doesn't have that season. Continue. Still transfer? He could still transfer, but he can play he totally. He, yeah. So, like, let's. But let me. Like, so let's say. Like, what does? That's so unfair. Like, and it's totally not his fault. No. Um, or the university's fault. Um, but it would be so weird. Like, I almost feel like the university should be like. Yeah, like you can stay and play another season, kind of thing. Like no. I don't even, I don't even know. Like I, it's just the weirdest. But he's already completed all the credit. Like he would not be taking classes at Sierra College. I know he would have to like sit there and take like electives and do like different courses just for fun. <laughs> but the thing about it, I think it'd just be harder because like there would have to be more like face to face time between recruiters and players at that point. Yeah, like they would just have to see them physically play instead of relying on, which it would make it difficult to get that opportunity. But I guess schools would have to open that up to players that they're yeah. considering. Yeah, it would be interesting, and I mean, um, that would be something really, um, really fascinating. If we could figure out a way to find somebody who. I wonder if I could find somebody at Sierra who plays baseball who'd be willing to to talk about it a little like bit. Who's like worried or or like yeah. track track two is this this season? Um, there's got to there. I mean, there's got to be somebody at Sierra who's playing a spring sport that you or I know. I feel like it would be almost impossible. But even not even at like a junior like the junior college level, but say like a baseball player at Berkeley is supposed to be playing right now and could potentially be losing out on a season what about a baseball player in high school because well i'm just talking about ncaa like like would they be allowed to like redshirt every single player on that team so then they have another year of eligibility or to just be null at that point i I don't know that's got to be something over this next week that we try to find we got to try to find somebody playing a spring sport um to talk to about this. And I feel like there's, there's somebody between the two of us and between the people that we know. Um, nope. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could ask Charlie. We could ask Charlie. We could ask Charlie. Has he like dropped off the face of the earth? What do you mean? He, uh, he like deleted all social media. Yeah, I know. Like, like I just, I haven't, um, I haven't heard like anything from him like at all recently. Well, do you talk to him? Not often. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, how is he doing? Like, have you talked to him recently? Um, within this last month, I think I talked to him. Is he still alive? 
Yeah, he seems like he's doing fine. Him and his uh, girlfriend broke up uh, a while oh, ago, I so I think that's why he uh, got off all the socials. Took a break for a little bit. Honestly, probably smart. Social media is pretty toxic, so. It is. It definitely is. And here we are, working in social media. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I mean, we're not technically working. I mean, we're, nobody's We're influencers, paid. dude. I mean, not really. <laughs> oh, I. Oh, and by the way, since we're on this topic, I've mentioned this to a couple people over the past couple of weeks who have been asking about this podcast. Actually, um, asking about this podcast. Yeah, I know it's been really weird. Um, but uh, there was—I don't know if I believe we mentioned it on the show at one point. I don't remember. I'd be really shocked if we didn't. But it was so long ago. Um, I told this to a couple people, and it kind of shocked them, which didn't. I really wish they weren't as shocked as they were, but they were. Um, I, uh, I, Sam and I early on in this podcast actually did um, get a sponsorship offer um, from Anchor from the app that we're that we're using the platform that we're using yeah. uh, to broadcast to you guys. We actually did get an, a sponsorship offer pretty quickly. I don't know if that was because of how many views we got right away. Or if it no, was something that they, um, I think it's a default. Thing I think it is give. a default as well. Um, and uh, we ended up turning it down just because one, we figured it was a default, and two, it was so small in the in the in what it was going to kick back to us. Yeah, we're it worth wasn't more it. than that. Yeah, we. I think what was it? Do you remember? I think it was, was like it fifteen dollars. No, I think it was like fifteen dollars for like every thousand. Oh, that's shit listens or something like that we'd be like what 20 bucks well not necessarily because we'd have to split it so we'd be like i think we would like, invest it back into the invest it the back show. into the show <laughs> put it put a savings account get some more equipment <laughs> right get and then some, after uh, better audio equipment <laughs> yeah 10 years later we finally invest in a microphone <laughs> oh, i mean man. i invested my own money into a microphone but that's true. I feel like my headphones work just fine, though. No, they don't. Whatever. You were having some audio problems That's at the very I beginning was, of the um, show. I was messing with the uh, the bottom. No, uh-huh, sure. Yeah, it was human yeah, error, not technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on in the world right now. Viruses, plagues—they ruin everything. It's not a plague, yeah. Yeah, I know. I just watched a um, a video uh, not too long ago about Athens, and they got wiped out by a plague. So really? I was just yeah, plagues ruin everything. Oops, <laughs> Oops is right. <laughs> Oops is right. Um, we haven't talked about entertainment in a while, and uh, we still have like uh, twelve minutes before we hit our hour and a half mark. So you just want to talk about some entertainment stuff? Uh, James Bond got delayed. James Bond got delayed, yeah, because of the virus. That sucks. I think I feel I like know. this one's gonna be really good. It looks really good. Did you know that the actress um, Anna Day, whatever the heck? <laughs> okay, <laughs> good effort. Uh, uh, the chick from Knives Out actually got the role in Bond because she worked with Daniel Craig in Knives Out, and he was like, he vouched for it. He was like, yeah, we gotta have her. It's like Ana de Armas or something, Armaz. Um, she was the main chicken uh, Knives Out. Wait, Mulan is out? 
What? Has Mulan opened? No, it releases on the 27th. Oh, are you sure? Yeah, it's PG-13, by the way. Well, that's because of all the blood, all the action. Well, it's just the first live-action remake to be PG-13, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. It's probably going to be a very light PG-13. Wait. It's not going to be like... Oh, I don't know, I can't frick, think of like a really... It's not going to be like the other guys. <laughs> Ana de Armas? Yes. She got the role in Bond because she worked with Craig um, in Knives Out, and he vouched for she her. She does like, not look 30. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she looks like she could be like late or like early 20s. Really weird. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Wait. She was awesome in Knives Out. She's with Ben Affleck? I think that's a rumor. I hope it's true. <laughs> but I don't, I don't care. Um, that's kind of cool. Did I tell you I saw The Invisible Man? Oh, how was it? So here is my synopsis of the movie. Have you watched the trailers for the movie? Yeah, she uh, pours some paint on some dude because he's uh, <laughs> messing with her, you know. Yeah, so here's my one downside to the movie. Okay. They showed way too much in the trailer. Oh, they showed all the best parts? They should okay. They didn't show all the best parts because, in my opinion, the best scare of the movie. First of all, they couldn't show um, it's because it was it's it's pretty violent. I'm not going to tell you what happened, but um, the uh, there was one scene that wasn't in the trailer. Does not even you're sitting there watching the movie and it completely comes out of nowhere. Like it was one of the better blindsides. Um, from a movie like I had seen, I was sitting there watching the movie with my dad and we both were like, Oh, like we both leaned forward and we're just like, Oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. Um, but I'll tell you what. So, and this isn't a spoiler because (laughs) it was in the trailer, you know, um, you know, and like you just said, you know, how there was that scene in the trailer where she poured the paint on, on him. Yeah. That should have been one of the biggest, oh crap moments in the movie it really should have been based on everything that was going on at that point in the movie that should have been the oh crap moment because that's the first time in the movie that everybody goes that's he's actually there oh Um, we didn't know he was actually alive well the the yeah yeah at that (laughs) at that point yeah at that point you don't know and that should have been like you're they kind of make it seem like he is alive mm-hmm. but then you're not sure if she's just like making it all up and then that's the one that should have been the moment in the movie where everybody goes oh my god he's actually there Whoa. and one it should have been the bet one of the better jump scares and you just as soon as she grabs the ladder to go upstairs to go up into that attic you're like why okay well she knows she's gonna come back down well there was a reason she went up there but um, so why is the invisible man after this chick? Because he's a he's like a just deranged psycho. Like there's a like I if I went into the if I went into the plot of the movie, I would give it away. How long is the movie? I don't want to give it away. Um I think since uh since February. It came out February 28th. I mean, I I bet you'd be safe to it. But I know, but you haven't seen it, and I'm not trying to ruin yeah, it. I'm not going to see it, dude. You're not going to see it? No. 
All right. Well, okay. So spoilers for anybody who um, hasn't seen the movie. Um, first of all, the Invisible Man, he's actually not Whoa, 91%? Invisible. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's re- I mean, it's a good movie. Okay, dude. It really... <laughs> like, it, it really is a good movie, and I enjoyed it. The only downfall for me was that I knew when a lot of the scares were coming. Um, and uh, so... Okay. Spoilers for anybody who doesn't want to listen to spoilers. Okay. Um, he actually isn't invisible. Like, he himself is not invisible. He has a suit. Okay. That's invisible. Um, and it's made out of, like, cameras that just kind of reflect. Um, oh. they, they, go, they go into kind of how it works. But if you watch the trailer, when she dumps the paint on him, you can actually see the ripples um, in the suit. And it was something that the, that website that I love that I've mentioned on this podcast a thousand Cinema times, Blend. Cinema Blend, had actually, yeah, they had pointed it out. They were um, they had an article going. Um, he's wearing a suit. You can see it when she pours the paint on him, and it actually looks like he actually looks like a golf ball. Yeah. <laughs> like um, when when you look at it, like he looks like a golf ball, and that's because he's wearing a suit. Um, wearing like, is it mirrors? Or you said it was cameras? No, it's cameras. So yeah. So what are they displaying? Like his surroundings? Pretty much. They don't go into necessarily the dis like the. S- like, they go into enough detail for you to go, okay. <laughs> can you, like, you can hear him, though, right? Can you hear him? Uh, I mean, yeah, you can hear him. He talks. Oh, um, dur- Yeah, he talks during <laughs> the movie a couple times. Um, and actually, one of, the big, uh, one of the big climactic scenes at the very end of the movie um, is one of the things that he said while he was invisible sort of self-incriminates himself. Um, because one of the, he has a brother in this movie. Interesting. Who happens to be um, so in the trailer when he dies? Um, Wait, what? So, yeah. So in the trailer, obviously the 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 ma- the invisible man uh-huh. dies, right? He dies in the trailer. Well, like you know that he's dead in the trailer. Okay. Did you watch the trailer at all? <laughs> God, maybe I gotta <laughs> look at it again. Wait, wait. So, so he it, dies like not invisible, and then he comes back invisible. Like he fakes yes. his death. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. He like he fakes his death okay. pretty okay. much. Um, and the brother happens to be the lawyer that hit. So when he fakes his death, he leaves like five million dollars to this girl. Nice. And this girl, this girl and him were. She, she was. He was very like a like it comes across right at the beginning. Like the opening scene is her running away from the house because he's and you learn later on that he's like really abusive, yeah. really controlling, really manipulative. Uh-huh. Um, and then like two weeks after she had run away, like he had like apparently committed suicide. Right. And it was the brother who was reading um, like the will to her, and it was like five thousand dollars. Wow. Um, and then the movie goes on and. Uh, he the Invisible Man. So the guy who faked his death starts to starts to mess with her. Mm-hmm. Um, like he he comes to the house that she's at. He pulls the blanket off of her. Um, it takes pictures Ooh. of her when she's sleeping. He's What's the point? Um, like, what is he gonna do with those pictures? She, 
He's just no. He he's well. Actually, he ended up using the pictures later on. Cause so here's the thing: he took the pictures of her. Yeah. Right. And then later on, he had sent them to her. Nice. Um, and then like she had dropped a medicine bottle when she was running from the house, and the medicine bottle reappeared in the house two weeks later on her nightstand. Oh, so he's being helpful. Um, boy, like, well, he was freaking, he was really like freaking her out. Um, and then she actually goes up into the basement because the, uh, the knife that she thought she lost in the kitchen, the medicine bottle and her phone, um, were all up in the basement. And then when she was up in the basement, the phone rang and it was a text that said, surprise. Ooh. <laughs> um, and then uh, she uh, – so she's starting to realize that this dude is, is here. Yeah, that would mess with me. Um, was it from, like, his phone? It was from an unknown number. Oh. Yeah, and it said surprise. And then she goes over to the to, – because she's in the attic, and then she looks down, and she just has a sneaky feeling. And she pours the paint, and boom, he's on the ladder. And that should have been like that, – So that was the first time you see him? That was the first time that you go, oh, crap, he actually is invisible. Oh no way! And it was in the yeah. So everything, everything before that, like, so in the trailer, you know how there was like breath behind her. Yeah. So that happened. So you go okay, like you're starting to believe that he's there, but you also don't know a hundred percent if it's actually real or if she's making. It wait, 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 wait! Time out! Time out! Time out! Time out! Time out! Time out! How would his breath show up if he's wearing a suit? You can breathe. It's you can breathe through a suit and still have it show. But it's got cameras covering. True, but if he's if he's exaggerating his breath on purpose. No, but you can't you breathe know. through the because the camera has to be there, like covering every inch of him. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> that's bullshit. Hey, that's that's waffles <laughs> right there. Um, but uh, like, so you don't know a hundred. Like, as an audience you're 99% sure that he's actually there because like a knife like goes off the counter, but it kind of looks like it falls off the counter. Um, the something that she's cooking catches on fire. Um, and then, you know, there's, there's little, the, the covers get pulled off. So the covers getting pulled off was a bit weird, but when she tried to pull them back, he was standing on the covers. He was standing on them. Wasn't it? Well, no, no. So he was the standing on it wasn't, but then he started walking on it towards that her. Was in the trailer. It was not in the trailer. Bro, I, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then, yeah. Wait, so, so she she didn't know at that point. No, so like she was she was freaking out. Like she was going. One of the things that was very clear in the movie was she was terrified of him. Like absolutely terrified of him. So as an audience, you're going, okay, like, he's there, but they had never shown that he was there. So there's never, like, 100% confirmation until she pours that paint down that, oh, crap, he's actually there. Yeah. Um, well, it'd be, a, it'd so, be definitely an interesting movie if he wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, so she she pours the paint on him, and then he goes, like, running into the kitchen, and she's got to get down from the attic. He manages to wash off. The paint in record time, by the way. I have no idea on how a, he got the paint on. On a suit? Yeah. That was another part. Oh, that was one part of the movie gosh. that my dad and I were like, there's no way he got that paint off that quickly. Um, 
and they ended they end up fighting in the kitchen, which was visually really cool to see. Like her just um, herself fly flying around, getting flung around everywhere, and that was really cool. Huh. Um, so she she knows that she's not crazy right now, and she's trying to convince all these other people that she's not crazy. Right. And one of the things that the guy had done to mess with her is that she sent her sister like a really mean email. So when she goes to try to talk to her sister about this, her sister's like pissed at her and won't listen to Oof. her because in the email, um, she said that like she wanted to kill her. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and like, it was a really like nasty email. So all this stuff ends up happening. And so she ends up finally getting her sister to sit down with her at dinner. Right. Yeah. And this was this, this was the scare in the movie that just like totally came out of nowhere. They're sitting at dinner. And she is about to tell her sister, like she found. So what she ended up doing is, um, before she had dinner with her sister, she ended up going back to the guy's the Invisible Man. His name is Adrian. She ended up going back to Adrian's house, right? Yeah. And she found the suit. So she what? found proof. Yeah, she found proof. And Adrian. The Invisible Man was not expecting her to come back at was all. He home, but so he ended up he ended up being home. Yeah, like he ended up showing up when she was there. Oh, um, he was he was wearing the Invisible Suit, but he had two suits, oh. which which ends up which ends up linking in later. You know, on. good for dry cleaning and all. So when he has to I wash guess. it, then he's got the other suit. Well, actually, the other suit we learned later on <laughs> was for the brother. Oh, the brother was in on it too. Okay, the brother was in on it. But anyway, she ends up going to the house and finding that suit. So she ends up getting away from the house. Um, but Adrian now knows that she that she knows he has a suit, right? Or has two suits. So she's sitting at dinner with her sister, and he's she's about to tell her everything that's gonna. She's like in the middle of her sentence, and then they're sitting at this dinner table. And a knife flies up from the table, cuts the sister's throat, <laughs> and then gets planted back in the other sister's hand. And everybody around them freaks out because it looks like she just cut her sister's throat. Wait, wait, wait. How, though? What do you mean, how? Wait, first off, they're having dinner with who? It's just the two of them. Oh, okay. It's just the two of them. And I'm telling you... It literally comes out of nowhere, and it happens in about one second. The knife comes up, it slices the sister's throat, and it flies back into her hand. And he's like, you can see her hand shaking because she's trying to let go, but she can't because he's got his hand wrapped around her. Oh my gosh! So she can't let go. So everybody around them is looking at this table because nobody's paying attention. Then they're in a giant restaurant, oh, and it happens. They're in public. They're in public. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, they're in public. Okay. Yeah, that must have been my bad. Yeah, they're in public. And it hap- And so the knife slits her throat, flies right back into her hand. The sister dies right there on the table. And her hand is shaking like the sister um, who yeah, just yeah, yeah. looks like she killed her throat. Her hand is shaking because she's trying to let go of this knife, but she can't. And the moment her hand stops shaking, the knife drops. Because she is able to let go. And then obviously Adrian slips away. But that's after literally everybody is 
freaking out because it looks like she just murdered her sister. Right. So what happened? And then, and then she gets thrown into like jail in this psychic ward, and then he messes with her in there um, as well. And then there's a big fight that ensues and whatnot. And um, and then we end up learning that the brother was in on the whole thing, and like she ends up killing the Invisible Man. But when she kills him, she takes off the suit, and it's the brother. Uh, and then she goes like, oh my god, was it the brother the entire time? So at the very end of the movie, it's learned that Adrian, the guy who supposedly faked his death, has apparently been alive in uh, his brother's basement for like two weeks. So what they want you to believe is that the brother was the mastermind right. behind the whole thing, right? Yeah. And the girl is convinced that that's not the case. Oh, like, it did. Yeah. She's like, that wasn't, it definitely wasn't the brother. And, um, one of the reasons why she's convinced is because at one point in the movie, when she's in the psychic ward, Adrian or the invisible man actually talks to her. He says the word surprise and it's his voice. So, what he ends up doing is he invites her over to dinner, basically playing the sympathy card, like, hey, it was my brother the entire time. I want – I'm sorry about this whole thing. I want to, like, start over, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. When she went back to that house in the first place, that second suit, she had hid in a closet. So they're over at Adrian's house for dinner, right? And what she's trying to do – one one thing that I haven't mentioned in this is that she has a friend who's a cop. Right. Right? So she has, she's wearing a wire. Good. And right now she's trying to convince – she's trying to get Adrian to admit at this dinner because the only reason why she admits – why she agrees to go back is because she's going to try to get Adrian to admit that it was him. Why don't they just dig up his grave? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, – so she's wearing the wire. She's trying to convince um, Adrian. She's trying to get Adrian to, to like self-incriminate himself right. without knowing it. So the cop's wearing a wire, and he's just he's not he's not doing it. Like he he's not admitting to it, um, and he's playing the "it was my brother, it was my brother, it was my brother" kind of card. And um, one of the words that Adrian ends up saying during that dinner is the word "surprise." surprise yeah. And she goes, oh, it was definitely you, like in her head. So what she does is she says she has to go to the bathroom. Oh, Sneaks my off. Okay. Puts on the suit. Oh. Puts on the suit that she had hid. Right. And one thing that was established at the beginning of the show was Adrian has, like, security cameras all around his gigantic house. Because this dude is, like, Rich. Tony Stark, like, billionaire type. Yeah. He's, like, a world-famous um, optics um, Wait, so he, guy, which is why he was able. He knew that she saw the suit earlier. He he knew that she had saw the suit. He didn't know that she hid the suit. But he has cameras everywhere. He didn't have cameras where she hid oh, it, cool. <laughs> um, which was in a closet. <laughs> um, so she ends up sneaking away, putting on the suit, and she comes back out to the kitchen table, and it's just Adrian out there by himself, and a knife. Uh, it, she like grabs his hand, has it like the knife like sort of flies up in the air for like half a second, 
and Adrian grabs it, and it looks like he cuts his own throat on the security footage. Nice. So she makes it look like he cut his own throat, and then he's just laying there. She obviously runs back into the bathroom, comes back out, takes off the suit, and is, like, crying and whatnot, freaking out all over the place, calling the police. And then she steps away out of the uh, view of the security camera and then goes total serious face and goes and basically tells him, like, I knew it was you the entire time, and you just gave it away because you said surprise. Middle finger, you lost, and leaves. And that was it? Pretty much. <laughs> huh. Kind of happy. Yeah, it, kind of. And then she walks away with the suit, so she has the suit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Hmm. But the, the thing about it is, is that, like, I know I just walked you through basically the entire movie, but most of the scares in the movie... Suspense. We're all there in the trailer. Oh, really? They were all there. The, the, the scene, the, the breath, um, you know, out in the cold, the, the kitchen fight, the, um, the paint, the, the fight in the hospital ward in the, in the hallway. Uh, there, there was a scene where the Invisible Man ends up fighting the cop and then he ends up punching the cop's daughter, which you didn't expect. Um, it was just like, yeah. So like you just, there were a couple that weren't in the trailer, but more than half of the scares in the movie were in the trailer. Hmm. And that's the down part. That was the one down part of the movie. So, but you you still liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I would have enjoyed it a hell of a lot more if I hadn't already seen half the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and you've already seen half the movie. <laughs> I guess so. You've already seen most of the scares. Uh, but one one movie that I know I haven't seen most of the scares of is A Quiet Place 2, and that comes out. And that comes out next week. Yeah, it seems a little forced. No. Well, they... all, of the, all of the early reactions to this movie right now are like through the roof. Everybody's loving it right now, saying, yes, they needed this movie. It expands on the whole um, idea of the of this universe, and it's awesome. <laughs> so, we'll see. And then I'm almost done with the Clone Wars, finally. Oh, oh how is it? How is the new season? I haven't gotten to the new season yet. I'm about to finish the last... I'm about to finish season six. Oh. I'm like one episode away from season six, and then I'm going to start season seven. Oh. Um, Is, uh, but they're, they're releasing it like they released The Mandalorian. So what did, you, uh, what did you just watch? Every episode. I just watched like the second to last episode. What happened? It's about Yoda. Is that um, when he goes to... Of the Sith planet? Yeah, he's about to go to the Sith planet, yeah. Oh, okay. Have you watched the entire series? Um, I've watched a great deal of it, yeah. Okay, have you watched season seven? Is season seven new? Yeah, it's the newest season. Yeah, no, this is the last season Disney there. Plus, so. Oh, okay. Because um, they had uh, the Clone Wars on Netflix. They did for a while? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um... But I'll tell you what, like, I did not expect to enjoy the series as much as I have. It's fantastic. Oh, it's great. And it totally expands on, like, it totally fills in a bunch of plot holes of 
the other movies. Yeah, it shows Anakin's progression really well. Um, Ahsoka's really cool. Uh, the... It shows uh, why R2... No- it, well, first of all, it shows why Yoda was at Dagobah, which I which was never explained in the old movies, why he was on that planet. Yeah. Um, you know why he's there now. It goes into, it goes into how um, the clone army kind of got created. Like, I know they sort of touch on that in number two, but they don't really hit on it. They hit on it a ton in season six. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really fun. I enjoy, I enjoy it a lot. <laughs> Good. I feel like I feel like a little kid. It is a show made for kids. <laughs> it is, but you know what? I'm I'm all in. I'm all in. Well, we've definitely gone over an hour and a half, but I uh I think we we forewarned everybody if they wanted to stay um and listen to the Invisible Man stuff, then that was that was on them. Yeah. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, it is almost one o'clock. <laughs> And <laughs> um, that is not both hyperbole. Of us, both of us are uh, very tired. I think we're gonna try <laughs> to move this to the weekends, <laughs> um, so we we can at least sleep in. So, what time are you waking up tomorrow morning? What time am I waking up tomorrow? Yeah, I am currently waking up in five and a half hours. Hey, good night, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I and I have an eye appointment tomorrow. So for what? Just like a checkup. Oh, are you okay? Yeah, it's just like a yearly checkup. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie got a 64% and a 93% audience score. Mm-hmm. Good for I heard it was like actually genuinely funny. People, there were some people who really, really loved it. Hmm. It's 93% on Fandango. <laughs> Good for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I think it was like the biggest opening weekend for like a video game movie. So Really? I believe. It was if it wasn't the biggest, it was up there. And the way back. I can't wait to see that movie. Oh, you're gonna see it? Oh I yeah, I really want to see that movie. Who knew Ben Affleck would be in a sports movie? I know, right? And it's a basketball movie, like I love Ben Affleck and I love basketball, so it's like <laughs> match made in heaven. Um <laughs> So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you stuck with us this long, then I don't know what you're doing with your time. But I'm glad you uh, spent it with us. Um, so we will uh, we will be back next week. I don't know if it's going to be on the weekend. I don't know if it's going to be during the week, but we will be back sometime next week. Probably on the weekend because uh, Jason's a little bee. Don't tell me you don't want to uh, get more sleep. Well, it just sucks because this upcoming weekend, I'm f- I could do it Saturday night. I could do it Saturday night. All right. Maybe we'll do that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, And we'll be back sometime in the future shortly. (laughs) Uh, So 